Yo, what up? It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor Doing a special check-in with you on a Saturday I figured I needed to talk about that boring-ass football game I just watched Between the Falcons and the Eagles now While it's still fresh in my head Because if I wait until Monday, I'm gonna forget all about this game by the time my weekend was over Damn, that was a boring-ass game Atlanta Falcons going to, to Philly and we all know that they don't have Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. So the backup Nick Foles was in and he was trying to do his thing. And I should have known it was going to be a train wreck of a fucking football game when I saw the very first play from scrimmage. Eagles have the ball, play action pass. They go to throw a deep ball to Torrey Smith. Nick Foles, his foot, he, he, he loses his footing. He throws up a duck in the air. That's like 15 yards short. Of where he was supposed to throw that ball to Torrey Smith But they got lucky They got a pass interference call on the defense So even though it was an all time duck of a throw They came out getting the yards for the pass interference Second play into the game Eagles have just advanced the ball Plenty of yards over a pass interference And Jay fumbles the ball Atlanta recovers Turnover First two plays let me know that the game was probably going to be a train wreck just boring football and it was I gotta give credit where credit is due to the Philadelphia Eagles defense because they had Matt Ryan running around for his life through the whole game and I gotta give credit to Matt Ryan for still finding a way to complete passes and keep his team in the game there was very little offense the defenses came to play Philly coming out of that boring ass game with a victory and they will face the winner of the Minnesota Vikings New Orleans Saints game that takes place on Sunday hopefully this New England Patriots Tennessee Titans game will be better but I doubt it I don't I don't think Tennessee is going to do much to stay in this game in New England and I'm I'm so thankful that basketball is on it Speaking of basketball, let's go ahead and recap the Friday games. The three that I, specifically the three that I discussed. Let's start in Indiana, where the Cleveland Cavaliers lost their third straight game. They lost to the Pacers, but luckily for the Cavs, it wasn't them losing by 25 plus points like they've been getting their ass beat the last couple games. So they've lost three in a row. It was a tough game, a close game, a very competitive game. Indiana pulled it out. We'll see what happens with the Cavs moving forward. That very skilled, talented team, and I've discussed it before, they don't have a bunch of runners. They don't have a bunch of athletes. And a lot of teams are shooting threes. Will Cleveland figure out how to play defense? My son's second favorite team, the Washington Wizards, won at home against the Orlando Magic, 119 to 125. It's a lot of points scored. Washington looks impressive, but a lot of these teams are putting up a lot of points, but they're also giving up a lot of points. Orlando shouldn't score 119 against the Wizards if the Wizards are going to be a, a serious playoff contender. Just my opinion. And then, and then, of course, the main game that was the most important game of the Friday schedule was the Golden State Warriors at the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Durant versus the Greek Freak. And Kevin Durant took old boy to school. Warriors jumped out on him early. They had the lead at halftime. Then Milwaukee got back in the game and they dominated the third quarter. But then the Warriors showed up in the fourth and they put them away in the championship minutes and they came out with a 108 to 94 victory. And the Greek Freak looked impressive. It was a great game watching him and KD go at it back and forth. But KD schooled him. KD let him know that, bro, you on your way, but you ain't there yet. I still am the Durantula. I am the NBA Finals MVP and you will put some respect on my name. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
quick NBA Friday recap. It's Cal and KO on Anchor on a special Saturday edition. I don't know how much more I'm going to talk. You might just have to catch us back on Monday. We'll see what happens after this. Cal and KO, this is the Teddy Bear calling. This is my betting for this day. Patriots are winning right now, and they're on a the roll, man, so I'm betting a thousand dollars. Better make sure you get some money ready for me, man. Because if you do it, it's going to get sent to me, brother. And what we're looking for is big package, man. For the coming season of the NFL, we're going to kick some butt, man. We're going to do it right. 2018's the year for the Super Bowl. Let's do it right. All right, bye-bye. Teddy B, that's what's up, man. I appreciate the call in. I ain't calling another grown man Teddy Bear just just to get that out there. But I appreciate the call. Thank you for checking us out. This is Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. I went to your station and I checked you out for a little bit. It sounded like you're from Minnesota. So I'm assuming you're a Vikings fan. And I'm assuming that you're pretty optimistic about your team's chances in the NFL playoffs. You called me back and let me know what's going on. I'd like to get some feedback from a real Minnesota Vikings fan and tell me about that life out there. And I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that I heard Wham! Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go playing in the background. That's my shit, dude. Great song selection. I'm a DJ by trade. That's what I do to pay the bills. So if I hear some old classics like that playing in the background, that lets me know that you know how to get down. I'm a fan. Hit me up. Thank you for calling and giving me an update on the Patriots game. I wasn't watching it. I've been watching my Golden State Warriors Toronto Raptors basketball game. But I went to click over. It was good to see that the game was 21-7. Just before halftime, the Patriots just scored that touchdown to make it 21-7. So Tennessee is hanging in there a lot more than I thought. So are they going to be able to make it close in the second half? and come back against the Patriots. Most teams don't do that, but we'll see if they're able to do something rare. I appreciate the feedback on the game. I appreciate you letting me know that you're going to go ahead and put some money on the game. I unfortunately don't bet, man. I got two kids and a lady, and the general ain't having it if I go spending my money on things that I can't control like other people playing sports. But thanks for the tips. But I know some people that know some people that like to make bets on other people. So if you want to go ahead and continue to hit us up over here at Cal and KO, brought to you by Anchor, I will send those tips to my homies that like to make bets. And hopefully, if they making money off you, then they can go ahead and send you that big package that you're looking for. Shout out to Teddy B for the call in, and go check him out when you get a chance. Teddy Brown on Anchor. This is Cali KO on Anchor. I'm watching an exciting basketball game between the Dubs and the Raptors. I'm going to come back and talk to you when the game is over. Deuces. Yo, what the fuck kind of game was that in Toronto tonight? Golden State Warriors at the Toronto Raptors. Dubs got out on them hot. Put up 81 points in the first half. They had a 27-point lead. Toronto comes back hot in the third quarter. Comes out even hotter in the fourth quarter. At one point has a 14-0 run in the fourth. They get the game to one point. Coming back from 27, they get it down to where they're only down one. But then the Dubs closed them out at the very end of the game to win it by uh, two points. Never gave them the lead and just held on. What an exciting game in Toronto. Dubs win 127-125 to against the Raptors. I knew that at some point, well, I I didn't know, 
But I expected at some point that the Raptors were going to make a push. You can't be getting your ass whooped like that the whole game in a basketball game without making a run. So if you're if they're down by 27, at some point I'm expecting them to get it to like 17. And if they can get it to 17, then they could probably get it to 10. And then if they get it to single digits, then you know that you're in the game and the, the momentum is yours. You know, that is now your game to snatch from this team. So it was crazy to see. And I don't necessarily think that I didn't think Toronto was going to come back like that and and win the game. I just wanted to see what type of heart the Raptors had moving forward because of the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. They just put that thing on Cleveland. I wanted to see how real they were. And they showed their heart. They showed their their competitive uh, valor. I don't know if that even counts, but I'm going to leave it in there. I was impressed with the Toronto Raptors game today to come back and get in the game to get one point from take from tying the game up against the dubs. And it's not like the dubs went from being crazy good to then sucking ass. They did have an exceptional first half where they had like 22 assists to one turnover, which is crazy. But Toronto fought their way back into that game. The dubs didn't make it easy for them. So shout out to the Toronto Raptors for what it's worth. You lost the game, and you guys play hella tough at home. That's only the third loss that the Raptors have had in Toronto. Drake was, of course, sitting sideline, courtside, you know what I mean? But the Warriors keep their road streak going. That was the second game of a back-to-back for the Dubs. They get Sunday off, and then they're playing on Monday, MLK Day, Against, I think, the Cavs, which will be a very important game for them to play. But what the fuck? That was an exciting game. Golden State at Toronto. Shout out to the Dubs for holding it down. Shout out to the Raptors for coming back and making it close. I have a little bit more faith in you guys coming, moving forward when you go into the playoffs. Maybe you can fuck with the Cavs. Maybe you can fuck with the Celtics. You done showed that. Maybe you guys deserve that number two spot like you got right now. That's what's up. It's Cal and K.O. brought to you by Anchor. If I say Warriors, Warriors. If I say Warriors, Warriors. If I say Warriors, Warriors. Happy Sunday, fun day for me to you. This is a special weekend edition of the Cal and K.O. show brought to you by Anchor minus K.O. I started talking football on Saturday. Because, honestly, the Eagles-Falcons game was boring and I didn't want to wait until Monday to talk about it. So I started talking about it on Saturday. So what I'm going to do is we just go knock out this weekend edition of the show and cover the rest of the football games and move on from there. Let's start with the Saturday night recap of the AFC Divisional Round game between the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. Honestly, there's not much to talk about. The Patriots did what they were supposed to do. Beat the shit out of the Titans. Good for them. So you continue to be the number one seed in the AFC. You have the AFC Championship game in Foxborough. You guys are doing what you're supposed to do. There's not much to say there. We didn't really think that Tennessee was going to beat New England at home. So there's no reason to talk about that game any further. Now, the Sunday game, though, it started out with a bang. The game that I was the most torn about going into this round of the playoffs was Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jacksonville put that thing on them in week five. Big Ben threw five picks. That Jacksonville's defense 
came out and that was their coming out party. They let everybody know that they were for real. So the question going into this game was, would Pittsburgh get their revenge or would Jacksonville do what they did the first time? Jacksonville did what they did the first time by winning. Not the same way. Big Ben came out and, and did his thug thizzle. He had four touchdowns, one pick, threw for like damn near 400 yards. Pittsburgh offensively was on point. Jacksonville as well was on point. Blake Bortles, who is a quarterback that everybody likes to hate on, did enough to keep his team in the game. Uh, Jacksonville got out hot and they had a lead. Pittsburgh got back in the game, made it really close. It went from being like a 21-point deficit to a 14-point deficit to a 7-point deficit. So now they're back in the game and that Pittsburgh crowd is going nuts. But Jacksonville kept their composure. They really did. They kept the lead. They won the game. Bortles doing enough to win. He's kind of like uh, the new game manager, like Alex Smith in Kansas City. Nonetheless, shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars for beating Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh during the playoffs. They did it in the regular season. They did it now in the playoffs. And now they get to go to New England and face the Patriots. Good for them. And while we're talking football and while we're talking Steelers, I don't necessarily want to be like the guy to be like, I told you so, but I told you so. I told you so that this is what this is what was going to happen with the Steelers. If you go back to the very last episode that KO and I recorded, episode 44, where we did a preview of these divisional round games, I mentioned that Jacksonville had a shot against the squad because Pittsburgh may be overlooking them, which they did. And then you go back even further and you go check episode 35, week 15 recap, where I also said that if Pittsburgh did not beat New England in that week 15 matchup in Pittsburgh, that the Steelers were going to be done. They lost that game in week 15. It ruined their psyche, and they're done. So what I would like you to do, if you are a big fan of the Cal and KL show brought to you by Anchor, go back, check episode 44, check episode 35. I would have put the links of the little bit that I recorded during those shows in this episode. But to be quite honest, man, like we need the hits. I need the listener tags. So I need you to do your homework and you can go back and you can catch the original source and where you can see that I called that. And I don't mean to tell you I told you so, but I told you so. Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope that they have the right amount of confidence and swag and defensive skill to give the Patriots fits when they go to New England. I mean, they just beat the Steelers in in Pittsburgh. That's a big deal. We'll see what happens next week in Foxborough. We'll come right back. Cal and KO, anchor. First on the agenda, why not the Jacksonville Jaguars? Why not? I think it's their time. Like we were talking about before, uh, certain teams match up better with other teams. And I think Jacksonville's a better matchup with New England than uh, Pittsburgh would have been. Yeah, we already know how Pittsburgh would do in New England. They lose all the time. Yeah, I really thought Pittsburgh would have come out with a better showing. But I guess it wasn't that bad, right? They only lost by three points. But where was the defense at in that whole game on both sides? That's a lot of points in a playoff game. Yeah, but Jacksonville got out hot. I was surprised they had that much offense to start, and then they took Pittsburgh's punches. You know you know Pittsburgh's going to fight their way back in the game, so I was surprised to see Pittsburgh get close like they're supposed to, but Jacksonville will be strong enough never to give them the lead. They never let them tie it. So yeah. as close as they got, Bortles came back and responded, or they would get a stop, 
it, it showed me the heart that I needed to see from that young team. So now if they go to New England, it's like they have the youth and they got the confidence from beating the championship team. They might go in there and, and give less than two cares about all of the Patriots mystique. And I hate, you know, I have to do this just so people go back and do the homework. If you listen to the last podcast we did when we were previewing the Jaguars Steelers game and I started already looking past Pittsburgh saying Jaguars New England. Remember, I was like, I don't want to get ahead oh, yeah. of myself. So for all the listeners, go check the last episode when we talked about that game and then go back a little further. Check episode 35. I was talking week 15. And when the Steelers lost that game to New England in the regular season, I was like, they're done. Like they're certified done. They will not get back. They're done. Yeah, the season was over. Pittsburgh had a weird energy this year. The whole year, they had a weird energy. Um, but it's funny because uh, I don't think Jacksonville's been blown out this whole year by any team, right? If I'm not mistaken. And they put up more numbers this year than they ever have in the history of, of the franchise. Yes. Or was that? I don't, I don't want to go ahead and get them out. I might as well check back with Keenan McCardell and Jimmy. Uh, uh, yeah. When they had Jimmy Smith and Jimmy McCardell Smith and, and McCardell. Brunel. I yeah. got to check then because they were putting up numbers in. The offense was pretty potent back then. But that's the, that was back when, wasn't Tom Coughlin involved with the team back then as well? He was. Ah. And now he's back there now. And you know he's a New England killer. Straight up. Yeah, that's pretty it's pretty good to see him go back home. You know what I'm saying? He retired from he was gonna retire from ball, then decided to go back to hate with the Jaguars. And uh this is the best I've ever seen him been in a, in a long time. And he has the formula to beat the, the, the Patriots. Just like you said, that defense, man, that front line, they're gonna give Brady Fitz that front four without having to bring extra people. And then I believe that the, the cornerbacks, Ramsey and the old boy on the other side for Jacksonville, they're too physical for, like, Edelman and the, the little they guys. They just keep getting interceptions yeah. over and over they again. They get picks. They get picks, and they ball. Yeah. I mean, we, stuck, we stuck when I was there, man. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> of course, good. you guys are right. Well, yeah. Of course, Gronk is the X factor, but I think the, the Jaguars have the linebackers to hang with him. Miles Jack's no joke. Yeah. They just got a squad. I think that that was the confidence they needed. They knew that they could beat Pittsburgh. Styles make fights. They had their number. I believe that. And now they, as long as they can keep Bortles under control, like don't mess it up. It's just kind of like Eli when the Giants won those, you know, went on those that run and won the two Super Bowls. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah. Just go in there and he's the new Alex Smith. Just be the game manager. Yeah, I think their running game is pretty solid with Jacksonville. I mean, they've always had – that's the, the staple of Jacksonville Jaguars, always have a good running game. Yep. And I think uh, the running game this year has been helping them set up the pass so that they're not putting so much pressure on Bortles so he can go out there a little relaxed, a little calm, make your decisions, make your reads, and not panicking. Once you go into panic mode, then it's all it's all downhill from there. But I haven't seen it happen this year, so I'm, I'm hoping that they continue that success going into New England and not get caught up with the – Tom Brady, we got to hurry up and put points to work because they're scoring early in games, which is yep. huge with New England. You got to jump on them early and keep them down, make them press, come from behind. They do that. I think the corners are going to have a field day with getting interceptions. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I hope so. Yeah. Just don't be scared of the, the whole aura that comes with playing the Patriots and Brady in the playoffs. I think they've got it. I think that style is going to give them fits. It's been proven to give them fits. Yeah. They have the, they have the dogs on that defense to give that guy problems all day, every day. And their offense, well, New England's defense has been suspect all season. So yeah. you just can't let Tom Brady go ancient on you. Yeah. And you've got a shot. And then and that was the best game of the playoffs until the second game. Oh, yeah. Tonight. Minnesota. What? <laughs> what? Touchdown. Yo. Yo, I saw a meme where they had Prince uh, blocking the dude that was supposed to tackle uh, Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said Prince is happy about this game. What was funny is that we were watching the game here 
we're cable cutters, so we're watching it on, we're streaming it, you know, that kind of setup. setup. Our neighbors must have been like 15 seconds ahead of us on the game. We could hear something was going to happen by their reaction downstairs. Oh. We didn't know who they were rooting for. We just knew that we'd hear a, ah, ah. And we'd have to know to look at the TV and be like, okay, what's about to happen? We found out after the fact that they were rooting for the Saints. That last play just shut them down. They, they were down there crying. Minnesota Vikings and, haven't been to the NFC Championship game in how long? Since like 98. Yeah, with Randy Moss, right? Randy Moss. Man. Cole Pepper. Good for Minnesota. Both of these teams, look, Minnesota and Jacksonville are kind of the same team. They got stellar defenses, quarterbacks that have historically had suspect play. So because of that, everyone overlooks them as a team because they go, yeah, you guys both got good defenses, but when are you going to take a shit and collapse like you normally do? Minnesota's defense is lights out. Everybody's question was Case Keenan. He's balling. Yeah. Like, he's, he was hanging with Drew Brees. Case, Ke- I mean, Case Keenum and Carson Wentz this year have been surprisingly way above what people were going to give him credit for. And I think it's pretty awesome to see young guys get in there and show that they're hungry, ready, and they're in the playbook. Because a lot of quarterbacks are young. They're kind of just going off their height from college, and then they're, they're falling flat. But they get in there and they show the students of the game, which is huge. That's why the teams are in the playoffs. It would be a really interesting NFC Championship game if we got to see Carson Wentz still playing for the Eagles against Minnesota. Yeah. It's going to suck watching Nick Foles go against Minnesota. Because that that Eagles game uh, yesterday, Saturday, was whack sauce. You know what I mean? So because of that, I don't want to see them advance to the Super Bowl. Like, I just don't. Like, I I want a team that's fully loaded and has all of their weapons in the Super Bowl. You know what's crazy, though, is that they shot. beat a team that should not have lost. Atlanta should not have lost that game. But because they got out there and beat them, that was a hard-fought game. They showed more fortitude in that game than it, than Jacksonville did playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh are going to have their level of play, and you're going to have to outmatch them. That game over there was all willpower for the for the Eagles. For the Eagles, yeah. Their, their defense showed up to play. They've got a defense, too. They're no slouch. I mean, they have yeah. the record they have for a reason. I just wish they had Carson Wentz because then it would be yeah, yeah. them fully loaded and, and giving the best effort. It makes for better bet lines in Vegas. I'm telling you all the time, man. you got to read the bet lines and know what's, what's going to happen because that many people are not off in Vegas. Okay. So you're going. So let's cover AFC Championship game, Patriots-Jags. I'm rolling with the Jags. I'm rolling with the Jags. I'm rolling with the Jags. I hate the Patriots, so I don't care if Cincinnati Bengals are playing them. I'd still go against them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going with, I'm going with Minnesota. I don't want to see Philly in there. Yeah, I think no. Minnesota's going to get it. Yeah, well, Minnesota's got a little more momentum that going play, in. Play though, like, yeah, when you what? have miracle plays like that in the playoffs, it gives you so much more power. I swear to God. Like, remember when uh, we were playing and we had the the walk off uh, uh, touchdown uh, versus Seattle? Yes. When I was with the Chargers yep. that one year to go into the playoffs. Yeah. Vince Jackson caught that ball in the back of the end zone. It just springboards you. Go. You know what I'm saying? Miracle plays like that are amazing for a team's morale. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think Kalea needs to say something. Why don't you get her on the mic? She's talking. She's a Falcons uh, fan. That's why she's in all she, red and black. Dirty birds. Yeah. <laughs>